With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We have almost got week one of college football in the books. Still one game to go tonight. We are talking about what's happened in week one. And not only how great, Aaron, was it to have college football wall-to-wall on Saturday and into Sunday night, but some meaningful college football that we had over the last couple of days, some that could have some long-ranging effects as the season goes on. 
Yes, Dan. Uh, it was nice, and especially relative to last year, because if you remember this time last year, not only was there, there just all the debates about uh, are we going to play, are we not going to play, half of college football was not playing, and the quote-unquote marquee games uh, definitely were not quite as marquee as Alabama, Miami, Clemson, Georgia, UCLA, LSU, etc. It felt great, it felt normal, and it was great to have it all back. I didn't know where to turn yes. at one point on Saturday, honestly, because we had Wisconsin and Penn State kicking off on, on Fox and the Big Ten opener for both teams, which was a defensive struggle. You had the opposite going on between Oklahoma and Tulane, where the offenses were able to shine, and both games ended up kind of kind of going down to the wire. Uh, Oklahoma uh, let Tulane stick around, and it almost bit them in the butt, and then you had, yeah, the dominance of Alabama. Even Iowa's win over Indiana, a dominant win over Indiana, I think, plays a lot. And of course, then the, the night affairs that you had, including LSU and UC CLA. We dive into all of that, but we do start on what happened Sunday night in Tallahassee. And this is this is what happens, Aaron. And I thought that it happened on Thursday night when Ohio State played Minnesota, that there is going to be there's going to be something that happens in that game that is going to stand out because really, and I know there were other games going on, that was the marquee game that night. It was on network TV and one of the lasting images that I think that you're going to have is I think people have already judged C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, and that their thoughts on C.J. Stroud will last throughout the season. They may not watch Ohio State for the next eight weeks, but they're always going to say, I'm not too sure about C.J. Stroud. His numbers look good, but I'm not too sure about him because they're kind of in the standalone game and everybody's watching that and, and maybe they move away from it and forget about it but you're focused on that time and that's when you can make your in cj stroud's case first impression and i think that sometimes people will look at that and hold on to that way longer because they won't watch ohio state the reason that i bring that up though leads to last night because it was the only game in town there there was there was there was baseball going on but when it came to college football notre dame and florida state was on everybody's radar and it's what social media was following because it was the only game in town and when that happens there's there's things that stand out maybe a little bit more than they should and that includes Aaron the post-game interview given by one Brian Kelly with ABC and ESPN after the game what did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback yeah uh, you know I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. I mean, it, we just didn't execute very well. You go that first. Was, you go first. That was no. Then go right ahead. I just I laugh when I hear it, not because I think it's funny, but because I think I understand what Brian Kelly was trying to do, and I think that everybody has got that friend that just isn't funny. And he tries to be funny, and no matter what he does, it just never works out. That's why I laugh with what Brian Kelly said right there. So I, I heard it live, like a lot of people probably listening. I actually laughed out loud, too, because it was just so <laughs> unexpected. Um, and, it, it, you know, and when you find out, first of all, you know, we did the whole fake outrage, and everyone's mad, and I, I still don't really understand why people are mad. I know there was an incident like a decade ago that, that happened at Notre Dame that I guess if you are a 
family member or somebody knew that person, I, I could see that. But I didn't really understand why people were mad. But I only bring it up to say it was so unexpected. And then to to, to hear that it came from – it was a derivative of a John McKay joke, and he completely butchered it with no context to it. Like, it, it was just – you know, I, I thought – I actually laughed out loud. But I also think part of it was, one, it was so unexpected. And two, it was just such an interesting way of saying, like, we were probably lucky to – you know, you get these post-game uh, comments all the time. We were lucky to win this game, and our guys need to be better. Like, that was just what Brian Kelly was trying to say in just a weird, bizarre, twisted way. So I'm in the minority. I don't know if I'm in the minority or not, but I I, I wasn't outraged by it. But I just – I thought the delivery was funny on how bad it ended up being relative to <laughs> what it was know. supposed to be. I know. And, and the funny thing is, is I don't think that there is a majority because I think that we were really breaking it down and there were so many – so many like sub factors of of how people felt about it. Like I was even annoyed by everybody who is then putting up John McKay clips because I knew where or that's who I always attributed that quote to. And I remember it and I remember his his lines from, you know, NFL films videos that you know you'd watch back in the in the eighties. So I knew John McKay and I don't necessarily remember exactly when he said that, but I do know that that quote had been attributed to him. And then there was another factor of saying, hold on a sec, this thing has been going on for decades that managers have used it, that people there was somebody that said that it even went back to the 1890s where this was used as, as a phrase. So that's what that's where this whole thing that just ended up spreading out. But to your point of of Brian Kelly and maybe an incident happening or an incident happy, happening at Notre Dame, I guarantee none of that enters his mind. No. But what it is is a guy who feels like he can be funny or has an yes. opportunity to be funny and it just doesn't work. And and that's like the that's what makes me laugh because I'm laughing more at him than I am with him. Like the joke was like he didn't even leave it breathe. Can we like can we can we play it again and and I, I, I think it was it was Katie George, the reporter. I can't remember if, if she was the, the on-field reporter or not. But she doesn't even have a chance to, like, follow up or give a fake laugh. Like, this is Brian Kelly not even letting it breathe. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. I mean, it, we just didn't execute very well. <laughs> so bad it really is it's so it's not bad in like an offensive way it's just bad in like it it was just weird and then I'll I'll add it you know you mentioned Dan the idea of having that friend that uh, just isn't funny we also have the friend that knows a joke but can't deliver it and when you find out after the fact that, oh, this is the John McKay thing, blah, 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 and everybody shares all the clips, uh, you start to realize, like, wait a second now. So, like, the actual original quote, at least the, the John McKay iteration that I read, I don't know if it goes back before that, it was tongue-in-cheek, quick reaction. The question was, how did you like the execution? And he's like, I'm in favor of it or something. Essentially <laughs> yes. just right, you know, whatever. And this felt like, you know, Brian Kelly, like middle of the, the fourth quarter, knows he's probably going to win. Then all this weird stuff happens. Is he going to win? Is he not going to win all that stuff? Uh, they end up winning. And, you know, that was when I feel like he was planning for about a quarter and a half before he actually delivered it. Yeah. And like I said, maybe he over-delivered or oversold 
because uh, it, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Everybody's got a buddy who, no matter what he says, is funny. Like the like the the, like the the guy or the girl, whatever she says, she can make anything funny. And then there's the opposite of it. And that, to me, is who Brian Kelly is. And I actually think, and now that I heard it the second time, when I said he didn't let it breathe, I wonder if he realized, like, you know how it sounds coming off of your tongue? And you just, you know right away that it's wrong. But you can't stop because the train's already down the tracks. I've done this. I've done this in my own personal life. Saying with my wife, knowing that the joke that I thought in my head was so funny, halfway into it, I just know it's not going anywhere. Okay, so I have a great example of this, and I'm a little embarrassed, but I was filling in on The Odd Couple, uh, not last week, but the week before, I guess it was, uh, working with Bucky Brooks, just a great, great, great analyst, uh, former player, scout, you know, all that stuff. Uh, And we have Charlie Weiss on. Charlie Weiss, the famed, not only Notre Dame coach, ironically enough, but also uh, former New England Patriots coach. And so, you know, Bucky and and Charlie Weiss are doing some really hardcore football talk, and I'm kind of like the guy in the corner that's like uh you know uh, you don't really know how to contribute to the conversation but you sure. want to contribute and so charlie weiss brings up a, makes a reference to the super bowl where they played the panthers and charlie weiss does this th- oh, no, no no he he says something and bucky says yeah coach i don't think i've ever told you but yeah i was actually with the panthers at that time and and this all happened and then charlie weiss goes on with the conversation blah 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 this and that uh and it goes that he probably gives another minute or so answer and it gets back to me and i said uh coach uh, next question but first i just want to reiterate just so you know uh, i was not part of any team that you played in the super bowl and it just got quiet, and he didn't say anything, and Bucky didn't say anything. And I was like, you know, that was really funny in my head because if you know me, I'm about 5'10". I mean, I think I'm in pretty decent shape, but no one will ever mistake me for a former NFL player, uh, and I certainly don't have the uh, mental fortitude to be a scout or a GM. And so in my head, I was going to be like, oh, yeah. me and Charlie Weiss were rubbing elbows, joking about Super Bowls, and he just had no response at all. It, it was <laughs> oh. brutal. There was just dead air for about three seconds before I, I mumbled out the next question. So. Yeah, we've all, everybody's been there. Sometimes your jokes are good and they aren't appreciated, but sometimes they're bad and they probably shouldn't be appreciated. I yes. think that we've, we've all been there. I just It doesn't seem to me that Brian Kelly is the guy that hits a lot of home runs with his humor. Yes, I think you that's know? fair. And 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 I think that he was even a bit cognizant, and, and maybe he didn't even realize that he completely had butchered it. But I would think that as that train was rolling down the tracks of his tongue, he maybe realized, and that's why he transitioned quickly. I think it's a, this is the best way to sum it up. Eddie Murphy did you know so many great stand-up routines, and in Eddie Murphy, and it was delirious, I believe, in in the 1980s. One of the things that he said, he goes, "You guys are going to go home." And you're going to try to tell all my jokes and they're going to just it's going to be completely ruined. Sure. And so he ended up telling a joke which I'm not going to do because I don't. He said, here's a joke that you can take home and tell your friends. That's exactly like even the funny people know that the not funny people are going to take what they have and just completely butcher it. So well, people could be outraged. People could say it's a different time now or whatever. This is just a guy who tried to make a joke, made a bad joke. We've all been there. And we kind of need to move on. Well, and it's funny that you bring up uh, that reference to Eddie Murphy, because do you remember when the Chappelle show came out and Charlie Murphy and then everyone tried to do a Charlie Murphy impression for like a year and a half? And it's like, yeah, we all watched the episode. You're not that funny or original or creative. Uh, Jason, our producer, brought up the great point yesterday of everybody trying to make the same. Well, last last Sunday without the NFL till February. It's like, yeah, we got it at like 
you know, the first four or five tweets, like you coming in at seven, you know, 25 Pacific time at night. Uh, we don't, we don't really need that. We kind of got the message uh, earlier this morning. So thank you for, for the information. So trust me, I, you know, listen, I'm, I'm far from outraged about what Brian Kelly said. Uh, and, uh, and I am sympathetic now that we're talking through all my jokes that I've said on 600 stations nationwide on Fox sports radio that I thought were hysterical and definitely did not land the right way. And Brian Kelly tried to clear things up afterwards and explain it. I, I, I think that, honestly, we probably have done a better job. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's a guy who tries to be funny, wasn't funny, and that's, that's what it is. But we, you know what? We'll let the coach have the last word in it. Oh, it's an old John McKay quote. I was kidding. It was tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't funny? It's, a, it's, an old, it's an old John McKay quote that he used after the game. Um, so I was, I was talking and, and you know – making a joke about it, why it was taken serious. Are you people crazy? It's a John McKay quote that he used after a game. I was stealing one of his old quotes and being funny. I guess nobody likes to be funny anymore. So, yeah, if you want to take me to town on that, please do. I guess I no one likes to be funny anymore. Comedi- comedians should take him to town for yeah, <laughs> trying. That, that's who it should. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. As we are sitting in on this Labor Day, get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Is the season already over for the Clemson Tigers after their loss to Georgia? We'll answer that question and so much more next year on Fox Sports Radio. We don't appreciate your jokes, old man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. A happy Labor Day to you and uh, yours as well. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Coming off of a huge college football weekend we where we will be crisscrossing the country talking about all the action and no better guy to bring on than our good friend from Fox Sports, the college football national writer and analyst for Fox and also the host of the number one show, RJ Young joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Labor Day, RJ. How are you? I'm good, fellas. We still are in week one. We got a game left today, and it has been outstanding. I'm happy to talk about it now. Now let's let let's start with maybe a school that's not happy, and that's Clemson. I, I, like, is all hope lost for Clemson now after losing that opener to Georgia? Or what's something that maybe the Tiger fans can hang their hat on, where things could get a little bit better later on in the season? Uh, as I check my notes. Not a damn thing. Look, <laughs> the problem that Clemson has is Clemson needed to be the biggest Florida State fans in the world last night because if Florida State were to knock off number nine Notre Dame, you have Florida State left on your schedule. And perhaps that's a game that you could use to make an argument to get into the college football playoff if you win the ACC championship. But the ACC got skunked, man. Like Miami gets drilled by Alabama. North Carolina gets upset by Virginia Tech. And, of course, Clemson can't score a touchdown, has all a two-yard rushing against Georgia. It's a terrible look for them. And now the best team in the ACC ain't even in the ACC. It's in an entanglement with 
concerned, I don't want to hear not one more word about Clemson playing in this year's college football playoffs. Really? So, I mean, well, I mean, so obviously, first of all, you're right, the schedule is kind of embarrassing. So uh, let's do the, hey, uh, it's only September 6th, but game. So you're saying, you know, uh, what what about, so like what do we got? Like a one-loss Pac-12 champion, one-loss SEC non-champion. You're saying they should all be in over Clemson. Is that what I just heard? Yeah, because strength of schedule has to factor into what you're doing there, right? That's one of the playoff committee's criteria is strength of schedule. So if you're looking at one-loss Clemson, Versus, say, a one-loss Oregon team that beats at Ohio State, Oregon gets in. You get what I'm saying? What if Oregon gets destroyed by Ohio State and they lose and that's their only loss? Oh. Did they they run the table undefeated against a ranked opponent? Because that's kind of my point here, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, no, seriously. You're saying that there are no ranked opponents left for Oregon on their schedule. If that's true, we got a different uh, argument to have here. But as I'm telling you about Clemson, there are no ranked opponents left. Unless you are really going to try to gas up Boston College, be my guess, but I doubt it. The, uh, the uh, RJ Young joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I've always been under the September doesn't matter, but I, I actually agree with you when it, when it comes to this time around because of Clemson. What about Georgia's situation? Because they were the winner of that game. By the way, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Does Georgia, Georgia gets the win, but the offense doesn't score a touchdown. Is, is, is that something to be concerned about if you're a, a, a Dogs fan or a JT Daniels fan? How concerned should Georgia be even after winning that game? Absolutely, you should be concerned because perhaps the only other defense that you're going to face that's that good would be Alabama in an SEC championship game, and we would all expect you to win that, right, to get into the playoff. It's happened before. You can lose that game and get into the playoff. We know because we think that highly of the SEC. But – on the other hand, Georgia's got a true scoring defense. Like, the only touchdown was a pick six off of a guy that we all said was in the Heisman conversation. So you know you have that defense to fall back on as you are working out, okay, what is JT Daniels good at? What can we do? We didn't have Darnell Washington. We didn't have Eric Gilbert. We didn't have George Pickens. Those things also matter because you have to take into account who these guys have when they play. And you beat Clemson on a neutral site. Like, Yes, you should be uh, concerned that you didn't score any points and it was really hard to move to football. But 2011 LSU Alabama happened, and we got a national champion out of that game, right? I think the same thing is true for Georgia. They're in a good spot. They're just not in the best spot. So, RJ, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you're from Oklahoma and potentially a Sooners fan. Um, and I'm going to admit something that I shouldn't. I was locked in on Wisconsin-Penn State. I kind of put the hay in the barn with the Oklahoma-Tulane game, and I missed the rally late. So get me caught up on what I missed. And as an OU guy or somebody that's from Oklahoma, are you at all concerned what you saw in late late third, early fourth quarter of that game? I'm concerned. Like, I, I'm, I came up an Oklahoma fan. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Went to TU, went to OU, went to OSU for grad school for PhD. Look, the problem that, that you have here is that it's Tulane. And, you know, ordinarily I'd just say Tulane, but it's Tulane who was displaced due to Hurricane Ida, had install in Birmingham, and had to play a home game in Norman in front of 84,000 Oklahoma fans. And you're up 34 to 14 after going down 14 to 7. And then you let off the gas here. And this, for me, is particularly harrowing because I picked Oklahoma to win the national championship. And that's not a national championship football team that we watched on Saturday. There's a lot to fix there. 
but it is fixable, right? You had two takeaways in that game. Your, your quarterback still went 30 or 39, 300, even as sometimes he looks like Brett Favre trying to fit it into a window because he can. He cut that stuff out. And Lincoln Riley was in a position where apparently he wanted to play everybody, but I didn't play. I wanted to play. And I just saying, like, if you're going to salt it away, salt it away. So you end up with 40-35 as Michael Pratt and those boys played their butts off. Like, I I was so impressed with Tulane, man, because if anybody had any cause to mail in a football game this weekend, it would be those dudes. And they showed up not only looking to be competitive, they were basically six inches from being in a place to win the football game in the fourth quarter. So, yes, you ought to be concerned as an Oklahoma fan. Always a special place in my heart for Tulane. I think it's the best logo in all of college. The <laughs> the green wave. On, oh, I love it. The the updated one, the one that they wear on their helmet, my absolute favorite. R.J. Young joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. The Big Ten looks pretty good right now, but the Big Ten looks like in a way where, all right, Wisconsin loses, but Penn State wins. Indiana mm. loses, but Iowa dominates them. Did you like how the Big Ten opened up this season? You had Ohio State on the road at, at Minnesota, and is this something that maybe other conferences should end up looking at doing in the future? Are you a fan of the Big Ten starting with the openers like they did this year? Oh, 100%. I was at Minnesota, Ohio State. That game was amazing. I'm so sad to see that Mo Ibrahim won't be able to play the rest of the year. He's going to have season in his surgery, but he was magnificent. 30 carries, 163 yards in that game. But also, check this out. The Pac-12 North goes 1-5 to open the season, and the one win was a nail-biter against Fresno State by Oregon. Bad luck, right? Montana takes a win from Washington. Meanwhile, the Big Ten East, Maryland won, Rutgers won, Penn State won, Michigan State won, and uh, Michigan won and Ohio State won. The only loser in that was Indiana, right, who played a really good Iowa team. I think that, A, you got to showcase, hey, we're a premier conference. We'll beat up on each other. It's okay. And, B, yo, if you come out with six out of seven wins to start the season, we look at you differently, right? And that's the way I think it should be. I really like that they did this. I really like that they put up some matchups that we all wanted to see. Like, I, I did not hate Minnesota, Ohio State. Certainly didn't hate Penn State, Wisconsin. I think the Big Ten is in a position to really make some noise in regard to who is the best conference in college football, provided they keep winning football games. RJ, if I told you one year from now, end of week one, who would you say is the LSU football coach at the end of week one, 2022? Oh, goodness. Uh, Don't like to call for guys' jobs. I will say when you walk into a stadium – and you tell somebody to bring their behind and not say behind with their sissy blue shirt, and then you get stolen on 38-27, and then they troll you ultimately would get the get by, by my man, Lil' Elf. And for those of y'all that don't know, they played get the get at the White House celebration when they won the national championship game, and then UCLA used that troll them after winning them. It's just not – it's going to be hard for, for Edward Juan. He's going to have to show – that he's competing this year for them to keep up. But he's also got a contract that I don't know that they want to buy him out of. I think you're just going to get what you get with Ed George Ross, right? And you'll get 2019 seasons and you'll get 2020 seasons. It's just about how long does LSU want to ride that roller coaster. And right now, they're riding with Ed George Ross. Uh, final one for me, just uh, for R.J. Young on the heels of that point, how much does Alabama's success play into it? Because if you look at LSU's history, I mean, you know, I, I don't think Ed Orgeron is Gene Chizik, but he, he mm. could be Gene Chizik. I, I mean, how much does Alabama play into all of this? It's an interesting point you raise, right? Because it's not Alabama, it's Nick Saban, right? Like, nobody cared about Alabama until 2009. Like, and even then, it took him two years. It took a lot to Louisiana Monroe. 
that's what you're competing against. You wanted to be in the SEC West. That means you got to go through Nick Saban every single week. I mean, Jimbo Fisher's doing the same thing, and nobody's calling for his job, right? He just got the yeah. attention. So we all acknowledge that it's Alabama's world, and we just live in it. Like, Saban's got the gauntlet. He snapped his fingers. We live in his universe. I think right now you can't afford to lose to A&M is, is the way I put look at LSU. you got to go beat A&M. you got to beat Ole Miss. you got to beat Mississippi State. you got to beat all the people you're supposed to beat, and one of those teams happened to be UCLA this year. He's R.J. Young, our good friend from Fox Sports. He's a college football national writer and analyst. And check out the number one show where Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, joined you yesterday. R.J., we appreciate it, man. Can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks. Aaron, Dan, thank you so much. Dan, you're the man. I love you. Love you too, man. Get RJ on Twitter, at RJ underscore Young. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He is Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Uh, There was one game on Saturday, Aaron, in college football that just seemed to be a bigger deal. Not the buildup to it, but the outcome of it. It seemed to be a bigger deal than all the others. Did you get that feeling as well with one of the games on Saturday? I did, and if you don't mind me spoiling, yeah, I'll no, just, go. I'm, that's all yours. It was clearly Texas, Louisiana. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the audience Sam, loved it. Thank Sam, you very thank much you for the laugh track. Uh, Following th- Aaron will be Brian Kelly in his 30 minute stand up <laughs> special. <laughs> all right, so I would say it was UCLA LSU, no doubt. And it's funny because you know you go into a game like that. UCLA is only about a field goal underdog in that game, uh, and there's things working in favor of them. Uh, you know, one, they obviously have that week zero game against Hawaii. Two, LSU, it's easy to forget. They were not good last year coming off the national championship run. But, you know, it's still, it just felt different, Dan. I mean, you know, this is an SEC program. As as RJ just said, it's not as though Coach O and the Tigers didn't walk into the Rose Bowl with confidence as, uh, you know, fans were heckling Coach O and he heckled them right back. Um And so for LSU to come in uh, nationally ranked and for UCLA to walk out with what I thought was just a largely dominant victory. I mean, that's what stood out to me is that it wasn't fluky. LSU didn't throw five Mm -hmm. turnovers like, uh, you know, and, and everyone agreed like, you know, will UCLA be able to at the point of attack on the lines? Will they be able to match up with that SEC team with the size and speed that all SEC teams have or the good ones do anyway? And UCLA looked every bit the part, if not better that's what stood out to me but just an incredible win for UCLA and frankly for the Pac-12 as well yeah there you know there were there were three things that stood out to me on why that game was was the biggest and number one it's actually from what happened a week prior we laughed at week zero and we we like to make jokes and say this and that and all week zero but one of the things from week zero was UCLA playing Hawaii and nobody showing up at the Rose Bowl now you and I live in Southern California And we know what the weather was like. I mean, it was super hot, super hot today, but it was 100 degrees. And 100 degrees to sit at noon of the Rose Bowl, maybe not the best thing that you want to do, right? I I mean, that's for, and it's not like, oh, everybody's at the beach surfing. Like, no, that's not the case. Just there's other, stay inside, you know, like (laughs) it's going to be nice tomorrow, but maybe about five degrees cooler. But the image of the sky shot of the Rose Bowl and nobody being there against Hawaii was such a reflection on UCLA and the Pac-12 at the time. It was unfair, but I think that people were saying, oh, look at this. So to see the Rose Bowl with what it was, and I know there were a lot of LSU fans, but to now to take that victory and boost them up, I think, number one, was a big thing. Number two, 
I still think that Oregon's loss against uh, Auburn two years ago in Dallas in a game that they had seemingly had in hand only to have Auburn come back actually still stuck with the conference because that was a year that if Oregon wins that game, they're maybe heading to the college football playoff, but they don't get it. They don't get that win. And then you're wondering, can the Pac-12 end up beating, uh, can, you know, end up beating the SEC? And you're saying, well, the only game that we really have to judge is that Auburn-Oregon game. That game was huge for so many reasons that year on why the Pac-12 needed it and they didn't get it done. So now they actually get it done. And the, the final reason why I think it was huge, I moved to L.A. in the summer of 2005. So this is peak Pete Carroll USC. Uh, dominance and there were no NFL teams here and what struck me uh, when I when I moved here was how much the city loves the Lakers and loves the Dodgers but also it was a different feel when USC was USC because the USC fans loved telling everybody that they're from USC and UCLA fans hated USC and hated their success now it's the team on the other side of town or, you know, th- that, that now has that uh, opportunity to maybe rise up. So even for us in Southern California, in a town, or excuse me, in a city that isn't like a lot of college towns you know, <laughs> around the country, to get L.A. maybe even involved and back into college football is a big thing. I thought, I think you're spot on that UCLA win was the biggest of the weekend, but for so many reasons on why that win was big. A thousand percent. And, and I think, you know, listen, college football fans, I find to be very, you know, there's a lot of cliches that are true you know SEC it just means more all that stuff but like you know the Alabamas and the uh, the Clemson they want other teams to rise to their level like like I think Alabama fans are genuinely excited hey we might have a game against Georgia this year A&M might be better than ever and I think college football fans want a West Coast team to be good but they're also going to make fun of us uh, here on the West Coast and uh, like you I'm not a, a native West Coaster uh, you know but I they want somebody to be relevant. So one, there's a reason mm-hmm. to stay up late. And two, this is the fun part about college football. And this is something I've been saying really all summer because of the Oklahoma, Texas news is it's fun to argue about, well, what if this team plays that team? And what about that team? play? You know, and, and I think we're going to lose some of that when Oklahoma and Texas go to the sec, but it is still fun. Oh, those, uh, you know, those big, those big 10 schools up North, they're just slow and boring. Like the pack, 12 they're so soft and we know some of the cliches are true and we know some of them aren't true but very rarely do we get to actually see it settled on the field when Ohio State beat Alabama a few years ago in the college football playoff that was important of like okay maybe the narrative on the Big Ten is changing and so now maybe with UCLA's help maybe Oregon has success this weekend against Ohio State maybe Washington bounces back against Michigan these are just more opportunities for this conference to disprove the theories and the narratives that are out there but I do think it's important for college football to have somebody emerge on the West Coast whether it is this UCLA team whether it's Oregon whoever because because it's just it's just tough living out here, man. You can't argue that the football is the same quality as it is across most of the rest of the country. And I would I would also say this: I actually think that the brands of USC and UCLA uh, carry a little bit more weight than a brand of a Washington does. And, sure. and I know I Oregon has been a premier program. I'm not trying to take anything away from Oregon at all, but. 
it is different. And, you know, UCLA sometimes gets credit for a better tradition of a football program than maybe they really even deserve. Yes. But there's still the cachet of those four letters of UCLA and the three letters of USC that carry a lot. And I think that, that is big. And doesn't help when everybody knows your head coach. So, you know, Chip Kelly is a known product, and it's another factor in adding in all of this, which is why UCLA's win over LSU was big on so many levels. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. On this Labor Day, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. Hope you're safe if you're out traveling. Please just, uh, you know, be safe out there. That's all we ask for. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Today's show is brought to you by NHTSA. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. In 10 minutes, even though the college football week is not over, you've heard of the Associated Press Top 25 in college football, the AP Top 25. We give you the AT Top 10 when it comes to college football. Aaron Torres' Top 10 in college football coming up in about 10 minutes or so. But in the meantime, Aaron. Stay tuned. Yeah, this is. I'm interested to see. I think I know who's at number one. And I may know who's at number two. It's after that mm. that I think is where the drama starts. So maybe even for this one, like we start at one and then oh. count down to ten. Because a lot of times you build up to number one, but I think the number one is pretty obvious. It is. It is okay. not UConn, by the way. <laughs> it is my, uh, my not. Alma mater. Yeah, and Aaron will be ranking uh, good programs. Yes. that's what is coming. This isn't up. the bottom ten. I think another network does that. So. In, <laughs> In about the in about ten minutes or so, this is not meant to be a hot take. This is not meant to uh, rattle the rafters of sports talk radio, and it's not just meant to be a prediction out there. But I think Aaron Torres that the Cleveland Browns will win the AFC North, Ooh. and I actually think that the Cleveland Browns will finish with the best record in the AFC this season. Wow! I know it now sounds very hot one. take ish. But I just I really, really like the Cleveland Browns. And and you may say, why? It's because of their two headed monster at running back with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, that plays a part in it. Miles Garrett now with Jadevian Clowney on that line. Maybe Clowney ends up being the player that we always wanted him to be. That could be a possibility. Could be Odell Beckham Jr. coming back a bit more healthier. The number one reason why I like Cleveland so much this season is because we haven't talked about Cleveland. Interesting. And the, 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 if you think back to what has gone on in the National Football League over the last five years and leading up to those National Football League seasons, we would talk about the Browns all the time whether it be Hugh Jackson and Baker Mayfield in the rookie season, whether it be Odell Beckham Jr. coming over, we always talked about the Cleveland Browns and what were the Browns going to do and how were the Browns going to respond and who was going to be the Browns coach and how was this coach going to do in the first season. And this is the first time in a while in an offseason that, that, that I can remember that we really aren't talking about the Cleveland Browns. And I think that is the best thing for them. I think that tells us 
what kind of program Kevin Stefanski is now running. And I think that the Kansas City may deal with a bit of a hangover from the Super Bowl. I think that that's understandable. I know the division that Cleveland plays in, but if you can run the football and if you can get after the quarterback, you're going to do well in the National Football League. And I think that that Cleveland, remember they, they gave Kansas City a run for their money in the AFC Divisional Playoff. I really like Cleveland in 2021. They will win the AFC North. So I think for, I think there's something to the when you don't talk about them, that's usually a good thing. And, and it was interesting. I heard Peter Schrager talking about this, who, of course, has been involved with Fox. And I, I think he's still on the Sunday morning kickoff show with Carissa Thompson and all them. Um, but he said that, that, you know, he was doing a podcast and he reached out to a couple head coaches and this coach agreed to come on and that coach agreed to come on. And Kevin Stefanski basically said, you know, Peter I, or Schrager or however he addresses him. I don't Shrags, know. Shrags, maybe. Shrags, baby. Um you know, I, I appreciate the invite, but you know, I've I've asked my guys to kind of you know keep a low profile this year, and I, I feel it's only right that I do the same. And so, I, it's not just a by accident kind of deal. Now, the guys actually have to do it when they leave that facility, but it is it is by design. And I really do think there's something to stay out of the headlines. And it's been it's so fascinating to go back to two off seasons ago when you know uh, uh, Odell gets there, and obviously, why am I Freddie Kitchens was the head coach I was blanking on his name for a second because he was obviously that forgettable but um (laughs) You know, how every day, I mean, we talked about every single day and Baker's in this commercial. And what does it all mean? And last year it was just business. It was quiet. They got better every week. They relied on Nick Chubb. They took some of the weight off Baker Mayfield's shoulders and they were really good. I, I don't think, by the way, the AFC North um, or the AFC uh, North uh, uh, conversation is um, a silly one. Like, I, I think they're probably the favorites in that division. I, you know, best record in the AFC, I think, is kind of interesting. But I bring it up to say, to say that they'll win that division as good as the Ravens have been, as good as the Steelers historically have been. I don't think it's crazy at all to expect the Browns to win that division. And, and one of the reasons why I like them, even in the AFC, to have the best overall record is, I, listen, I know the AFC West, and I know that the AFC West plays the NFC East this year. So you're saying to yourself, may not be four wins, but it's definitely probably going to be three for for Kansas City. And and maybe four. They'll just, I mean, Kansas City is is we know how good the Chiefs are, but the AFC North, for as difficult as that is, does go and play the NFC North this year. So the Browns end up playing the Packers. I believe it's a Christmas Day game that they play at Lambeau Field. However, the other games that they play against in that cross division rivalry are the winnable games. You should beat the Lions. You should beat the Bears. You should probably beat the Minnesota Vikings. Like those are those are games that you should win if you are the Cleveland Browns. Their cross like 17th game that they have to play against the NFC opponents, the Arizona Cardinals. So like there's there's something there for the Cleveland Browns and how it sets up. Plus the Ravens lose J.K. Dobbins for the season. I still think that there's questions about Ben Roethlisberger, and we're talking we're talking more about those teams than we are about the Cleveland Browns. And I just need to look in 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 past history of when you talk a lot about a team in the preseason it's usually not a good thing because there's something wrong or there are questions that need to be answered. And I just think that there are a lot of, there are a lot of questions that Cleveland answered last year. Not that there aren't any left, but 
if Baker Mayfield if Baker Mayfield plays the way that he played last year, Cleveland's going to be in that conversation. And there are some saying that Baker Mayfield actually even needs to play better than he does last season. I think if he plays like he does last year, Cleveland is going to be just fine. And now you have a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. And, and quick one on OBJ. I know I'm rambling a bit. But it's the first time that OBJ has had a team have leverage over him. Like I felt that every every time that, that that Odell Beckham Jr. had played is that the team always needed him more because of who he was and the type of player he was, whether it be in New York or the early days in Cleveland. As it showed last season, the Browns don't necessarily need him. So now maybe that turns the tables a little bit. And I know you can't you know predict injuries, but I do think that the Odell Beckham Jr. situation is different in Cleveland this season. That's so interesting. I had never really thought about the idea of of him needing of of him having leverage over. I, I've thought about the idea of him having leverage, but never before that the team actually has more leverage going into a season for the first time than he does. So let me ask you. I mean, if if we're to assume that uh, not assume, but you did just say it, you feel like when teams get talked about a lot, it usually goes the wrong direction really quickly. By the way, you can think of a million examples. Of this remember the year after the Jaguars made the AFC Championship game? Oh sure, yeah, and it was like well. Well, they play New England in week two. What does it mean? And then they were, you know, one and seven after eight weeks or whatever. Uh, any concern then for either, I would say, either the reigning Super Bowl champs or even the Green Bay Packers? I mean, it was nonstop. They finally get Aaron Rodgers into camp. We all kind of understand this is very likely his last season in Green Bay. Do Are there any big picture concerns with them about either underachieving or, or anything like that? Not as much for Green Bay because I think it's quieted down. And I actually give Aaron Rodgers and the Packers organization a lot of credit for that because there was so much buildup. But once Rodgers came to camp, it's kind of died down. There hasn't been that that conversation. The, the teams that I'm worried about are Dallas because of and, – and I've said it all along that I think Dallas needs a lot. They need a lot to go right for them this season to be a contender in the NFC, let alone just trying to win the NFC East. One of those is health on the offensive line, and now Zach Martin's out for Thursday's game against the Buccaneers. Likely a game they probably wouldn't have won anyway, Aaron, but still, like a lot needs to go right for Dallas. I don't put the Buccaneers in that. It's Super Bowl champs. It's you know, there's the, the, There hasn't been a lot of drama with them, but the Colts have had a lot of drama whether it be injuries, whether it be COVID, whether it be quarterbacks. I was really high on the Colts entering like this offseason. I was much higher on them uh, with Carson Wentz than other people were. But I, I am a little worried about Indianapolis now because there's been a lot of talk about Indianapolis, sure. whether it be Darius Leonard in COVID, whether it be Carson Wentz in COVID, whether it be Carson Wentz's foot, whether it be Quentin Nelson's foot, whether it be who's the backup, uh, you know, Jacob Eason, or if it's going to be Sam. I mean, Sam Ellinger was pushing Jacob Eason for the job, and then Ellinger goes down with the knee injury. I mean, there's just a lot of talk about what was going on with the Colts and that's something that would would I don't know just raise a bit of a red flag because I think very rarely do teams uh, navigate that in a preseason and end up coming out uh, better for it at the end of the year I agree with you. I agree with you. And Indy is just fascinating um, because, you know, one, I I just think they're so interesting from the Carson Wentz perspective of, I I thought there was justification in the idea that, uh, you know, get him with Frank Reich, everything will be good again. And then all of a sudden he has the Carson Wentz injury. We don't know when he's going to play. We don't know when he'll be back. You know, the timeline is this, the timeline is that. But even when he comes back, how will he play? Will he stay healthy? Obviously the reports coming out of Philly last year about how he handled himself. I just think they're a fascinating team. And like you said, maybe not in the best way possible. 
He's Aaron Torres. Get him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox as we are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, you've waited for it. The AT top 10 when it comes to college football after week one, even though week one has not been completed. Aaron Torres, let's count down your top 10 in college football. All right, really quick before we start, are we counting down or counting up? Because I think we got to start at one. Okay. I, I really think don't, right? Yes, it will kill the suspense by the time we get to about three or four. So <laughs> at number one, Drum roll, please. Oh, we don't need the drum roll. We got the music. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Shocking, I know. They destroy Miami. Uh, it's embarrassing. I will say one of their best defensive players got hurt and is out for the year, but there is no way that you cannot have them at number one. Number two, the team that I picked in the preseason to win the national championship, the Georgia Bulldogs. Ooh. How about them dogs? Row, 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 row. I don't know how they do it, but they do it better in Georgia. I like this team coming in. I think it's worth noting they beat Clemson. They were down several key players, including their top tight end, their top cover corner, and a couple wide receivers. And so they are are going to get better and they are going to get healthy they also have a very manageable schedule from here number three uh, well hold on a sec just about georgia quickly yes. i just want to tell this story that the dirtiest mouth i've ever heard on a person was from a georgia sorority girl at the uh, game in jacksonville against florida this was about 15 years ago aaron and i sat how they they how they split up the Gator Bowl is different than they do the Cotton Bowl for OU Texas. The Gator Bowl is all the Florida fans are on the Florida sideline and all the Georgia fans are on the Georgia sideline where the divide is in the end zones. You know what I mean? Sure. Like where Georgia and or where in Oklahoma and Texas, the divide is at the 50-yard line. So half the field that you see on your screen is in maroon. The other half is in burnt orange. With, with this, you have them split in the end zones. And I was right at the split. So on the right of me, I had Florida fans. On the left of me, I had Georgia fans. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so those those dog fans, dirtiest mouth ever, uh, courtesy of a Georgia sorority girl just hurling cuss word after cuss word at Florida fans uh, about 15 years ago. Because that's when Florida was on top of their game as well. So there was a lot of hate there, a lot of, a lot of angst. Dirty mouth from Georgia, dirty defense from Georgia as well. Ooh, they took care of uh, Clemson. All right, number three, Dan Byers, Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, this is a little bit by default. They looked really good. And I, I don't think, Dan, and I want you to jump in, I don't think it should be underappreciated going on the road in a true road environment and getting that win. I, I think there's a ton of upside. I think we just saw the, the team scratching their surface. Real quick, Dan, I know you, you follow the Buckeyes pretty close. What would you make of Thursday night? Yeah, I actually think that on Saturday, C.J. Stroud's night looked a lot better. Yes. When you see it, what you know, Spencer Rattler, who has a season under his belt in what what he did against Tulane, how DJ Uyunglele did against Georgia for Clemson and talking about new quarterbacks. Both of those guys had experience. Now, Bryce Young's a different story. I mean, he, I mean, he, he looked you know, like he'd been there for, for five years for how easy Alabama had it. But in that standalone game on Thursday, you have a lot of quick reactions looking back on how some of the other quarterbacks favored in more favorable matchups, yes. as you said, not on the road, uh, not on, in primetime TV in that standalone game, not in the rain. Like, yeah, I think C.J. Stroud's night looked a lot better. Um, and Ohio State has playmakers, which we already knew. They just have more of them in the backfield than people realized. Number four, uh, maybe this is where it starts to get a little controversial. I'm going to stick with Clemson at number four. Um, I don't 
think they should be punished for playing a top five team. Uh, did not give up an offensive touchdown all game long. Easily, I don't know, they could have won that game, but the bottom line is they are not going to play any, anyone anywhere close to Georgia. Now, I do think the offensive line was bad last year. Concerning again this year, I would be a little worried, but Clemson at number four. Number five, I'm going to go AM. Um, you know, listen, they played Kent State. You can't really take a ton out of it, but I'm not going to criticize a team for playing a cupcake on opening night and doing exactly what they were expected to do 31 point victory. You're going to see a lot of teams take bad losses or games are going to be more close than they should be. So I got them at number five. Number six, Oklahoma. Uh, once, ever, once or twice every year, they have these games. And so I don't know when it starts to become concerning. I thought the hype was a little bit much coming into the season, uh, but I can't knock them too much because they are insanely talented. Number seven, uh, Brian Kelly's Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, no, no executions on the sideline or post game, which worked out really well for them. See, bad jokes happen from all of us. Uh, I, listen, you go on the road, Florida State was game, loud crowd. I give them credit. Number eight is where it starts to get interesting, Dan. I have the UCLA Bruins. Ooh, and, well, all right. What? Listen, what? I know, <laughs> I know it, it's, it's one of those weird things where you don't want to give somebody too much credit, but you don't want to discredit them for what they did either. Maybe, you, maybe LSU is going to be a, 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 another 5-7, and 6-6 six six middle-of-the-road team, but what if they're 10-2? and two? You know, What if they're 9-3? and three? This win looks better. So L, UCLA is a team that has what appears to be a signature win on their resume. They're at number 8. Number nine, uh, maybe a little bit surprising, Penn State. I will give them credit. I thought Wisconsin probably should have won that game. Uh, it was crazy. I was hosting the postgame show on Saturday, and you know Penn State had 250 yards of total offense. I think it was 150 came on three plays. <laughs> so uh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, that's what you get against Wisconsin. I'm just laughing because it's true. That's what. Yeah, it's that's how it played out. It was far from a dominant effort, but you went on the road in a tough environment, and I got to give you credit. And number ten, this is very controversial because. Uh, my number 10 and number 11 teams play this weekend. I'm going to stick with Iowa State. Uh, I got Iowa at number... Iowa Sam is ticked right now. Yes, and he is in. I have Iowa at number 11, but Iowa State, you know, uh, Iowa Sam will break down this matchup for us momentarily, but I think Iowa State was looking ahead. I know it was sloppy against Northern Iowa, but I need to see them in a marquee game before I drop them too low, and I do have Iowa at number 11. I'm I'm surprised at how many people thought Indiana would beat Iowa this past weekend, and then Iowa just goes out and dominates them. The point about Penn State is real, but I actually would say outside of Georgia, I I almost think that Penn State had the best win of the weekend, even over UCLA's home win. I mean, it was against a you know a lower ranked team than what Wisconsin is. And by the way, I love preseason rankings. I, I hate when people say, "Why do we have these rankings?" It makes us watch games. I, yes. I actually love them. So I I think that Penn State probably had the second best win on the weekend. I thought they were going to be eighth, and UCLA was going to be ninth. Well, and let but, me let me throw in a team that had I thought a better win than than they'll be given credit for, and it's because they've let us down so much. I thought Texas actually looked really good, and they played a Louisiana team that was ranked. Louisiana was. 10 and 1 last year basically brings back everybody. That game wasn't even competitive. And so, you know, I didn't want to put Texas in the top 10 and be the, oh, Texas is back guy, and then we got to make all those bad jokes. But, like, uh, that was a team that was impressive to me as well outside of Penn State, outside of UCLA, that I thought was pretty good. Really quick, if Iowa Sam wants to get on the Iowa versus Iowa State debate, I, you know, I, I, I'm fine with your ranking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep a little Ooh, plot twist. 
plot twist. Yeah. He loves coming in with a chip on his shoulder for there the Cyhawk. Are you sending this to Coach Ferentz and it's going to be like b- bulletin board material or what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, tell, I have his direct line, so I will be messaging him this segment. Tell Kirk Ferentz, uh, he's a UConn alum as well. He, he played is. football at UConn. Linebacker, yes. that's right. So it was nothing personal with Coach Ferentz. Uh, I could have easily flip-flopped those two. I would have had no problem. But Iowa State at 10, Iowa at 11. Do we know what uniforms Iowa State's going to be wearing this Saturday? Because I hope they don't wear their black uniforms. Oh, that's I right. Wish, I hope they I always like the regular colors. Yes, I agree. And when you're playing Iowa, that you shouldn't also be wearing black. Yeah, it should be. It should be ketchup versus mustard here. It should be, uh, you know, Iowa State versus Iowa. You know, red and yellow. Yeah, which is their I, colors too. I agree with that. There it is. The AT top ten plus one. You got a bonus team. <laughs> With the Iowa Hawkeyes in at number 11. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can argue with his rankings if you want, or just give him a pat on the back because that's never been done on Twitter. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. 500 dollars minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.